sometimes you never know what's going to happen when you bring a guest onto the show. Sometimes you don't know when the, when you call them where they're going to be, what they're going to be going through. You never really know exactly the situation you catch someone in, especially as it relates to our next guest. Most mornings we catch up with Chuck Hayes. He's usually on the streets in Southern California. Sometimes he's on a major highway. Sometimes he's on the middle of traffic somewhere this morning, apparently. We might have caught him in the middle of an accident, which means it is time once again for traffic and weather sponsored by Fox Sports Radio. Let's go live to the freeways in a rainy Los Angeles, California, and Chuck Hayes. Chuck, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Stephen. I've been on the freeway exactly three minutes and seven <laughs> seconds, and I have seen I have seen two accidents. One is I got on this car spun out on the far right and hit the guardrail. And then just northbound, right when you came on and called me, a minivan did two 360s, hit the retaining wall, spun off again, and then spun back in. It looked like Dover on a Sunday uh, in a NASCAR race. But right now it's wet in Southern California. I'm in the middle lane, one town north, heading towards Sepulveda, and I'm maintaining uh, you know, my speed at a very safe 60 miles an hour. So thank you, Stephen, for that because I, wow. Uh, I was a good, probably, uh, I would say 600 yards behind when I watched the, uh, uh, the minivan spin into the fast lane wall. Probably what happened, there was a buildup in water there and a hydroplane and then couldn't handle the, uh, the conditions, whether because of the tires. So I, I just want to, I think good, uh, for me, uh, Michelin did a, did a nice job in regards to my, uh, four tires on the, uh, on the uh, Challenger, so right now I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Is it is it wrong that I'm just like freakishly turned on right by all of that right now? Well, no, because it's just bizarro. <laughs> I mean, no one can drive in the rain here. Uh, as if they've ne- it's like a foreign substance, Stephen. Uh, it's really, really strange to say that. And this is going to be my slug as I make my way from the bottom of the uh, basin in the port up to the foothills where you used to run them around. And I still would if I could. Chuck Hayes joining us here on First Sports, and we appreciate your time very much this morning. So cars spinning into guardrails, uh, people can't handle their stuff, they don't know what they're doing. It's not only the L.A. freeways, but apparently it is still the L.A. Lakers. And we'll make that really uncomfortable segue over to the fumbling of the announcement of the hiring of Frank Vogel as the new head coach of the L.A. Lakers, along with, I guess, like the scrappy to if if Frank Vogel is Scooby-Doo, then Jason Kidd is Scrappy-Doo at this point, because that's the new tag team that's going to be coaching the L.A. Lakers going forward. Uh, Now you've got them with the number three pick uh in number four pick excuse me in the nba draft lottery but we don't know exactly who's going to be in the nba draft next month espn's brian windor's commenting yesterday that maybe zion williamson will declare himself out of the draft now because he apparently doesn't know where new orleans is on the map of the united states so everything happening with the lakers right now your take on the the announcement of frank vogel as their new head coach Wow, it's it's an interesting dynamic, and you know this reminds me, uh, and maybe Adam Silver, uh, who's supposed to be a pretty sharp guy, is part of this uh, new way to keep the NBA in front of people. Stephen, uh, much like the NFL had uh, in regards to free agency and 
the combine and then the uh, the draft and then the storylines in regards to that on, you know, for three or four days. The NBA is getting way, way out of the uh, uh, the time frame. Uh, you know, they have the they have the uh, the lotto, which is kind of a kind of a game show esque thing, and of course it brings back memories of Patrick Ewing becoming a Nick, and it's one thing David Stern will never want to talk about because you know whether or not how David DeBusher found that envelope. Uh, always a interesting dynamic, but the Lakers. The Lakers are confusing because LeBron James is the X factor. And has he signed off on Frank Vogel? That's the question. I mean, are they going to trade him? What, what is it going to happen here? And what about this guy, Anthony Davis? At one point in time, everybody loved Anthony Davis. He's rapidly becoming Dwight Howard. Don't you get that feel about him? Well, it's funny because just... it's funny you bring him up because you know so much of the discussion now around the New Orleans Pelicans getting the number one pick as well. Hey, you know, we'll still we we can team up Anthony Davis now with Zion Williamson. But if the New Orleans Pelicans find out in the next twenty days or so, because remember, Zion Williamson still has not signed an agent. Zion Williamson does not have a shoe deal. Zion Williamson could very easily decide, I don't want to go to New Orleans. I'm gonna re enter at Duke University, stay one more year. I'm not going anywhere. Because he doesn't want to go to New Orleans. He could very easily still do that. And to your point earlier about Anthony Davis, apparently Anthony Davis doesn't give a rat's ass about Zion Williamson coming to New Orleans. He doesn't want anything to do with the New Orleans Pelicans. So this story just continues to play itself out. And to your point about the comparison between Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, I, I can see it. I can't because I've never thought that Anthony Davis was some game-changing guy, that he was going to alter the course of humanity for an organization. I think he still needs talent around him. I still think he needs players who are going to be role players around him, and I don't know where that organization would be, and certainly I don't think anyone's now, based on what occurred over the last couple of months with the L.A. Lakers situation, I don't know if anyone's really ready to jump into the Anthony Davis pool right now. Well, you know, when you're in the middle of the playoffs, and, uh, you know, Toronto and Milwaukee last night in the East, and then, of course, Portland and, the, and Golden State in the West, uh, there's two, there's three places that are MIA, actually four. Boston, New York, Chicago, and L.A. I'm not so sure about Miami anymore uh, in regards to it being one of those destinations. Right. It's just an interesting, it's an interesting time where you, you've invested so much, and I would very much like to see the uh, numbers, the, the TV numbers, after the Toronto-Milwaukee series and after Golden State and Portland, just to see where they fit in regards to the, the historical uh, numbers that, that we're looking at. So I think there's a very, this is a very interesting time. And then, of course, we haven't even gotten to the off-season situation, which is going to be where Kevin Durant goes, where Kyrie Irving goes, uh, if the Knicks are involved, if the Lakers, you know, does Kawhi Leonard come to the Clippers? These are all just smoke, just out there, you know, agents just doing their job, Stephen. I, I mean, you know, you, agents have a bad rap, but, man, you don't get anywhere without them 
getting leverage, and this is about leverage. You bring up an interesting question, and I, I, I want to get your, your take on this, because you mentioned the so-called destination spots, whether it's L.A., Boston, New York, uh, you know, the, the destination spots in, in, in the NBA. Why is New Orleans not one of those? All I ever hear about is, and I, I, it's been years since I've been in New Orleans, but I, I, I have my share of experiences in New Orleans. Not all of them are, are sober, but why does New Orleans not get that designation as being sort of a, a hot spot? I, I mean, I, I understand location, 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 but... It's the Mardi Gras city. It's, you know, it's down on the bayou, and there's the French Quarter. Why does New Orleans not have that reputation at all of being a destination for athletes? Well, not to be disrespectful to Pelicans, because I love them. But what the heck? The (laughs) New Orleans Pelicans? Now, (laughs) we all know that that, um, the Jazz... Came out of out of New Orleans or Memphis originally. Memphis Jazz. It was an ABA team, and they went to Utah. And they became there. Isn't jazz like part of what New Orleans heritage is? So right there, you got a you got a funky nickname. Okay, I don't even know what colors the Pelicans are now. Haven't they been through like six different color changes I know in regards had, to I know a team? Had, I know they've had a couple. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a football city, brother. Okay? The, the, the South, and I, I think Atlanta, is much the same as in regards to New Orleans. That's why the, the Falcons and the Saints are like the best NFL rivalry, and then that's SEC country. So there's there. And I can guess you could say it like it's like Texas. There are two seasons in, uh, in Louisiana. College football regular season with and NFL season with Saints and spring football with LSU football. I don't think anybody really cares about basketball, and I think it, the league knows that. And the feel for that city, and I'm not disrespecting the Crescent City. I love it. I, I miss New Orleans. I, I I love going down to the on the on the Gulf and and there, but I, I just don't feel it as a basketball hotbed. Uh, other than Pete Maravich coming out of Louisiana and Shaquille O'Neal, can you name me another great player? Uh, I think, wait a minute, Elvin Hayes is from Louisiana uh, uh, originally also. Uh, there's three. I'll take those three guys against anybody. Uh, myself and uh, my, uh, my brother, we can go with those, with those three when they were in their prime, and we can play against anybody. All right, so it's basically the same rationale that we give to North Carolina. That's a basketball place, not a football place. You got Duke, you got Wake Forest, you got North Carolina. You don't have football programs there. You got basketball programs there. Now, let me ask you. What, now, they changed their name two times, too, the colors of the, of the Charlotte. What, they were the Hornets, and now they're the Bobcats, right? They were the Bobcats, now they're the Hornets. Or is it the other way around? I don't yeah, know. see, that's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's the New York Knicks. Right. It's the Boston Celtics. It's the well, Chicago it's also, Bulls. Okay, but it's also the New Jersey Nets, now the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, there is... Yeah, but, that, but, Stephen, if you really know your history, and I know you love uh, that movie with Will Ferrell 
Uh, and and if going- New York is such a hot spot, then why do the two football teams play in Jersey? Well, those are the questions of geography. See, you know, those are the things. I mean, we could just riff. We could just riff on these little, what I call um, uh, sidebars, if you will, in regards to sport. Uh, the Lakers are a descendant of the uh, Minneapolis Lakers. Why? Because there's 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. But, you know, there's a Lake Los Angeles somewhere here. I don't know. But it just doesn't fit. And then, you know, and then. Do you really want to be a Timberwolf? I mean, you know, those are the things. You know, you, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, it worked when it was in Vancouver. Right. Uh, I mean, you think this Memphis and New Orleans, I mean, think about it. If you're a TV executive, can you not wait for that Memphis-New Orleans clash every year? That's, I mean, these are just real things. But I know when I was a kid, I would, when I Boston Gardens, what are, the, what are the Knicks playing the Celtics? It's like the Yankees and the Red Sox. And you know what? This is the colonialism, old world league that you moved in. Montreal Expo, excuse me, Montreal Canadiens versus the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs. I mean, those are, those are rivalries. Detroit Red Wings versus the Chicago Blackhawks. This is, you know, and I'm not saying Zion cares anything about this. He cares what endorsements are uh you know do you remember when uh, in the movie uh, jerry Maguire, when uh when uh, uh, uh rod tidwell's wife told jerry what they were in they were in uh, the house in uh, in arizona and all the ants were crawling around uh the, the, the bedroom and she said i got an ant problem here jerry and i want the three majors i want a shoe a drink and a car I'm no dumb, Jerry. I, went, I majored in marketing at ASU, okay? Well, that's what Zion wants. Is he going to be a national poster child for anything if he's playing for the Pelicans? It doesn't work that way. Would you, if I'm going to put you in the hypothetical situation here, if you were advising, because, again, Zion Williamson doesn't have an agent. Zion Williamson hasn't signed oh, He's got an, he's got an agent. It's just not registered. Okay, okay? fine. He's got it. Okay, fine. Then let's say right now at this moment at eight seventeen in the morning on Thursday, May sixteen, here in Farmington, New Mexico, Chuck Hayes is advising Zion Williamson. How would you advise him to go forward? Would you advise him to let this process play itself out, stay in the NBA, or would you advise him to stay to to throw this out the window and go back to Duke for another year? All right, this is what I would do if I was Zion Williamson. I would get Adam Silver and Mike Krzyzewski and my family together and have a long, long lunch and have Adam Silver talk to the league and Coach K. Uh, and maybe I'd bring Grant Hill in, who's a former Dookie, and talk about realities and injuries and things and what's real. Remember, Zion blew out his uh, his Nike. Remember that game against uh, North Carolina when he blew when oh, yeah. he blew his shoe out. Okay, yeah. and then he hurt his knee. Right? Remember, he was a little bit uh, uh, banged up before the tournament. So I would look at every aspect of that in regards to the young person's life with a person I would I would trust. So Grant Hill would be one. Coach K would be another, and Adam Silver. And I would sit down and I'd lay out the scenarios for him. 
And I would, I, you know, again, Duke guys, uh, maybe uh, uh, Jay Billis or uh, Danny Ferry, one of the Dukies, along with that, to really talk about what he's coming into uh, and where the possibilities are and what are the challenges that if he doesn't go, uh, you know, where, where things could be. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with staying in school another year, but I really don't feel that once you've, you've been uh, projected as the number one pick, that going back would really benefit him. Unless, you know, school is school important to him? I don't think it is. Nothing, no disrespect, but if you can be a multi-millionaire with a future to be a, a possible mogul in the, where the monies are in the, in the league, uh, this is this is where it's going. You don't want to waste another year of school. He can always take classes, you know, at the University of Phoenix, and I know they don't have a basketball program right now. <laughs> Chuck Hayes joining us here on the show. We appreciate your time. Uh, all right, so what is again? Let's get a let's get a, a roundup here. Uh, latest traffic update on the uh, the wet streets of Los Angeles. All right, I'm 110 North. Redondo Beach Boulevard, it always floods on the right-hand side right before the 105. So things are slowing down a little bit. There's nobody bouncing off of uh, the retaining walls as of right now. And speaking of that, I know that Clint Boyer wanted to bounce uh, Aaron Jones off the retaining wall in Kansas uh, last week as NASCAR ran, and Brad Keselowski had a a great win, and they get basically a week off for the All-Star race and then get ready for the 600. So I'm excited, Stephen. I know Indianapolis is a very special place for you. Uh, Alonzo put his uh, his McLaren into the wall at testing in Indy yesterday. Uh, they had a Grand Prix there last Saturday that really wasn't as I thought it would be, but you know there was a little bit of weather. So you know what what did O.C. Smith say about uh, Indianapolis? I don't. You don't know O.C. Smith? You don't know that song, Little Green Apple? No, I'm afraid I don't. Make sure you check it out, Stephen. That could be your buffer music. (laughs) Literally. Uh, It's been uh, nearly two years since Jimmy Johnson was in the wall or victory lane at a racetrack. It's been nearly two years. Does he change that this weekend? Well, the all-star race is possible. I, I don't know what's going on with Hendrick. Uh, you know, Alex Bowman in the 88 has been running real well. He's finished second three races in a row. So it's not as if the team and they don't have the, the, uh, the new uh, downforce package dialed in. It's just interesting, Stephen. Uh, I've never seen anything like this where, you know, you go through such a cold streak a lot of weird stuff has happened. You know, there's been crew chief changes, and uh, I don't know. I, you know, he's, he, I think he likes riding his bicycle. He's a marathoner. I think he wants to be a triathlete. Uh, maybe he's bored, Stephen. I don't say that lightly. I'm not in the race car with him. I bet he races hard every single lap. But, you know, I think people drive differently when they get older. It's just, it's just <laughs> natural. Hopefully. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, I do, I do. People drive differently when they're older. Yeah, they're never, they're that, never see, a given the, a true statement. This is what happens when I do freeform Thursday with you, you know? It's like a riff. We should have said, like, jazz, 
fusion move, you know, maybe a little, uh, 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 what's that, uh, shoot. I'm, just, I'm having one of those moments now. I know, I know. But, but uh, last question before we smooth let you oper- Smooth, smooth operator. Last you, question you know, before we let you She just had a birthday, go. by the way. She who, just had a birthday. Who are you cheering for Sunday night at the conclusion of Season 8, Episode 6? Who are you, cheer- you going to be cheering for to be sitting on the Iron Throne? You know, I see, I told you that, Stephen. I did not plug into that. It's the weirdest thing. I told you my cable my cable bill went up like seventy five bucks. All it, part of it was uh, increases across the board, and then HBO. And I said, no, I'm not coming back to HBO until Hard Knocks comes back, along with Ballers. So I have no skin in the Game of Thrones game, and it's very freeing, Stephen. I have to tell you that. Everybody's literally Lady Gaga about it. So, you know what I've been doing Sunday night, Stephen? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been watching them, oh, and I've been loving it, Stephen. Of course, it you is have. really, really good. The only thing I don't like is this cat from Pomona <laughs> and uh, Alejandro. He can be the next Jose Feliciano. Very talented guy, but they let him do original songs, which I've never ever heard in a contest of that level, uh, which means that that, that, for that young man, he is getting writing credit, he's getting publishing, and uh, the future looks very bright for Alejandro. So I have uh, to be, I'll be very honest with you. American Idol, I believe, has been on the air for like 15 years. I think I've watched seven seconds of it entirely. All right, so you know, the judges are Lionel Richie, oh, God. who is very, very excitable person and really, really loves the, the guys. Right. Luke, Luke Bryan. That sounded weird, yeah, okay. Country star who, you know, is just a good old boy who would like to drink a beer with everybody and uh, gives it the country flavor. Right. And then they have the pop princess, the one, the only, Katy Perry. Oh. And, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You can't go wrong with Katy Perry. No, you cannot go wrong with Katy Perry. In any way, she's a very, very unique personality. And, uh, as I can say from watching it, uh, uh, Seacrest out, you know. (laughs) Chuck, we appreciate your time this morning. Please be safe on the wet, mean streets of Los Angeles this morning. Please, if you ha- if you ever run into anyone from ABC7 News, please thank them for allowing me to have complete unfettered footage of every car chase that happens in L.A. and L.A. County now. Well, yeah, last Friday was not good, Stephen. Uh, that was one of the worst ones I've seen in a long, long time. I'm on the 105. I watched it like down. I watched it with friends about at the bar, like we were watching porn. It was so no, great. It's, no, it's you know, again, it's it's one of those things where there's too many of them. I don't know if it goes on in any other city, Stephen. I mean, there's a few, but this is what this has been like since the first part of this year in in 19. It's been like a weekly, three-time-a-week occurrence. Thank God. I need that kind of entertainment. All right, Steve. I do. I need that kind of entertainment. Chuck, we appreciate your time. Be safe. We'll talk soon. Thank you. 105 East. I'm going about uh, 19 miles an hour. We'll uh, talk to you later on. Thank you. 105 out. Bye. That's Chuck Hayes here on the show. We appreciate his time. Much, much more when we come back. Stay tuned. 